This is Farmer's Inside Track, supported by Food from Zansi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. How's it, Mzanzi? And welcome to Farmers Inside Track. I'm solo again this week, and thank you so much for joining us, and thank you so much for being with us in our 13 weekly episodes that we started a few weeks ago. And I must say that I've enjoyed spending time with all of our farmers and telling all the inspirational stories. As you know, I've said this in our last week's episode we unashamedly salute the unsung heroes of agriculture. And we believe in the power of agriculture to create social cohesion. And if you don't know it by now, my name is Dawn Numdu and I'm the editor of Food for Mzanzi. So I did say that last week we spoke to Eugene and Alan Simmons and they are really a power couple. And this week we like to introduce to you Gary Patience. He is the co-owner of GT Agri Group. And it's a 50-year-old family agribusiness. Wow, Mom, what did you put on this chicken? Well, I was trying a new recipe using grain-filled chickens. Oh, Mom, this is amazing. You can't go wrong with 100% South African farm-quality chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen and marinated products, make grain-filled chickens your number one choice. Grain-filled chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want quality, ask for grain-filled chickens at a leading store. Grainfield Chickens. Bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za Good day, Gary, and welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Thank you so much, Dawn. So, Gary, 50-year-old agribusiness, how have you done it? And you do it without government funding, and you run it with your mother, and you're making a huge success of it. Where did it all start for you? Back in 1969, my grandpa started. Uh, he bought the first 20 ewes. Unfortunately, he passed away in 89, 1989, where my mom had to take over because dad is a school teacher. My mom is a housewife, so she mainly took over from, from grandpa with the sheep and that. And then as I became older, I can remember from about eight years old or so, I would rush home from school to ride on the tractor in planting season or help with uh, working the sheep and the cattle as a very young boy. So yeah, it all started way back as I grew up. I found my place in the business, yes. Mm. A small town like Saron, you know, um, what was life like for you? You said that you'd come from school to be on the tractor, but just growing up and memories that you shared with your family and still now today... Sauron is a very small town, so I really enjoy it. It's pretty much as growing up on a farm, basically, which I really like. Um, you have a bit more freedom, if I could say it like that. As a young boy, I remember riding my horse in town and things like that. So <laughs> I really enjoyed growing up in Sauron. No, as a city kid, I didn't ride a horse in town. So I'm, I'm actually in envy you for having that experience and growing up like that. You mentioned that you found your place in the business. Did you always know that you wanted to be in farming or do farming? Did you not think about anything else? Yes, I always wanted to be in farming. My dad encouraged me to maybe study something, get a formal qualification, that if the farming does not work out, I would have something to fall back on. Today, I am fortunate enough to be farming and working in my professional career, which is being a mechanic. 
And that, of course, helps even today in your farming operation and to grow yourself and your name in the industry because you actually offer that support to, to other farmers. Yes, I'm in a fortunate position because I get to work with other farmers and I can repair and maintain my own equipment. Also working closely with other farmers in fixing their equipment when I get in front of a challenge or something, I just ask one of the commercial farmers for help or advice mm. and they would always help. Farming is not easy and none of the success that you get happens overnight. But your story is somewhat different because you are farming and your operation and doing it without any funding from government. Is it just because you haven't applied or what was the story there? We have applied. The main reason we haven't got any funding is because we rent communage land. The land is part of a process where they need to have a CPA and this new body which will give us new contracts. So the, the hold up for getting any funding is we don't have a, a formal contract yet, mm. although we, we're working the land. We do have contracts under the previous municipality. And so hopefully that we can have this all sorted out and, and get our formal lease agreements and then try again to apply. Has it been a setback for you or have you sort of managed to overcome that? I won't really say it's a setback. It just taught me and my mom to have smarter financial planning. It's taught us to think twice before we spend. So we've been saving on a few things and... Uh, I'd say it's a blessing in disguise because it's mm. taught us to learn to better manage our finances because there's no help from anywhere else. We have to make it work for mm. ourselves. And I know that you also spent some time in Canada through your work. What was that experience like and have did you learn anything from your experience there that you brought back to actually implement on the farm with your mother? Yes. So working in Canada, I did mechanic work for farmers through a Caterpillar dealership. And uh, so working closely with farmers there, I learned how farmers do things on the other side of the world. And it was always nice for me when I get on a farm. After I'd done the job, I would just chat for four or five minutes and just see how they do things differently. And so I learned lots in farming as in itself. And it was just a very cool experience in seeing how they do things. They have very challenging weather. They managed to make it work and I learned a lot there. Yeah. And the cold brought you back to South Africa. <laughs> yes, I seen the temperature go down to about minus 44 in, oh. in during the day with the wind blowing and everything. So, yeah, I'm really happy to be back in our <laughs> nice sunny weather in South Africa. In terms of, you know, working on communage land and the challenges that you face, what advice would you give to other farmers, especially in the ways that you've sort of overcome that in terms of finances and spending less and only spending on specific things that you need? How would you advise other farmers and agrimonials to actually take your way of doing things and actually implementing it themselves? The best thing I've learned or advice that I could give someone is just work with what you have. Make it work. Even if you only have a backyard garden, if that's all what you have, then that's all you have find a way to make that work for you until something happens or you get to maybe get another piece or whatever. We're fortunate to have a piece of communage land to work with and uh, even though we didn't have any government funding or anything, they did give us uh, very good support in um, having the soil tested and it's happened before where a sheep maybe dies and we don't know what the cause is and I contact a, a government veterinary they do autopsy and then we know what the cause is of, of the sheep dying. 
and then we can inoculate the rest of the herd to prevent something like that happening again. So even though we didn't have any financial help from government, they do give us other forms of support and, and we're very grateful for that. Looking at your career to this point and as a young farmer, what advice would you give to other young farmers who might not have been born or raised or into the farming industry or not, might have not had your same upbringing? Would you encourage them to be part of the sector? Absolutely. Agriculture is for everyone. You don't need to be a farmer to be in agriculture. Um, there's lots of different ways you can be a part of the sector. You can be a service provider. There's lots of new technologies available these days that you don't actually need land to be a, a farmer or support other farmers. So if your goal is to be in agriculture, you can just sit down and, and decide for yourself in what way you want to be part of the sector and then just keep on working on that goal until you achieve it. Do you see yourself doing anything else, Gary? <laughs> no, I really love the agriculture. I do love the, the technical uh, working on tractors and things like that as well. But uh, I really love farming and we in particular farm livestock. So I do really like working with animals and, and things like that. So I don't really see myself doing anything else. And looking to the future, in terms of what you have planned for the next few years with your mother and, and your family growing your business? For now, we want to keep going. Our main goal is to one day own our own piece of land. So that's our major goal that we're working on and we're just uh, doing our best to, at the end, hopefully achieve that goal. And your success is also has a lot to do with your work ethic and believing that everyone is part of your operation um, deserves the credit and acknowledgement in terms of their contribution to making your farm a success. Just tell us a bit about that. So I'm a firm believer in you have to have very good relationships with the people around you, whether it's people that work for you or even other service providers or whatever. If you have a good standing relationship, for example, with your workers, if you look after them, they look after you and the product you're trying to produce on the farm. There's no point in not having good relationships with people and, and trying to grow a good product at the end of the day. So it's in my experience, I say you have to have good standing relationships and the people around you who share the same goal in the end. In terms of the challenges that you've had to, to face in, in your business, in farming, theft I know is one of them as well. How did you overcome that? There's different things. We had a few challenges with wild predators catching the lambs had theft there's this very nice product on the market it's called a farm ranger this little box that hangs around the sheep's neck and whenever they have a fright or run away from something uh, we get a notification on our cell phones so that has solved quite a bit of problems for us still do often get things that attack because we're so close to the town we have uh, stray dogs bite a few of our ewes dead this year but yeah, luckily with a farm ranger, we cut out a big percentage of, of the predators and that. So, I mean, technological advancements within the sector obviously helps you with your operation. How important is it that farmers think differently about how they farm in terms of technology and new technology that's available? Yes. In my opinion, you can't really go forward if you not make use of technologies that's available. We've been challenged, and not just us, but all farmers throughout South Africa, have been challenged with various factors, uh, example, the weather and that. So you need to start using technology in ways that maybe help you conserve and save water or even conserve and, and work your land 
in better ways than, than we used to before. I think that's a big part of successful farming is if you can use technology to conserve your natural resources. And in terms of natural resources, we know that many farmers struggle under the drought and having access to water. How is your situation in Sarun and, and your operations? We don't have any natural waters. We have a small line um, and we conserve our water very well. We put up water tanks for the animals to drink during the summer. These challenges, I always try to figure out a way around them. And, mm. and for instance, with the water, uh, we also do a bit of conservation uh, agriculture when working our fields. We don't do too much tillage anymore. We try and do the no-till system to further conserve moisture in the soil and that. And I know that it's your desire, you mentioned it earlier, to own your own land, um, but you're also renting or leasing land in Portoville. So how do you see yourself expanding not only in the Borland but other regions as well? Do you see that as a future option for you? Maybe, depending on where we can get land. Leasing is our option for now. We'll see how things go in the future. I know it's very challenging if you farm different pieces of land that's far apart from each other. We'll see how that works out for us and if we do get the opportunity to maybe one day buy a piece of land, mm. we'll see how that goes for us. And then obviously um, working with your mother, is, is how does that work out for you guys? <laughs> is it always smooth sailing or <laughs> are there a few? I want to say it's almost never smooth sailing. <laughs> um, we're both very strong personalities, but we do respect each other enough to work out the differences uh, Mom would have an opinion and I would have an opinion. We'd sit down and meet each other in the middle. We figured out that we can't be arguing too much. We have the same goal in mind and so that's how we base our decisions and differences. Winning recipe, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to conclude in terms of um, just your own plans as a young farmer um, and just maybe again where you see yourself. A long-term goal, obviously, we've said before is owning our own land, but... Um, a big uh, dream of mine is to one day produce our own beef and meat under our own name. So, yeah, hopefully one day we can we can achieve that goal and produce our own meat and not just work with, with livestock anymore, but add value to our business and, and complete, complete the value chain. So, Gary, obviously you've had people and relationships that you've built along the way, then people that have supported you and your family business. Um, is there anyone in specific that, that has helped you and mentored you on your journey as a farmer? There's no one that I really want to specifically name, but all the commercial farmers whom I work for repairing their equipment have their part in our success. In different times of the year, I'd work on different farms and whatever challenge I'm facing or problem I have, I would always just ask at whatever farmer I am, and they would give me their inputs and, and advice. And then, so that, that helps a guy to go on and solve the problem or sort out the challenge. Gary, I'd like to thank you for joining us today at Farmers Inside Track. It's been lovely getting to know you and also sharing your story with our listeners. Um, and all the best with your business and your, your workings with your family and your mom. Thank you so much, Dawn. I appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Form Zanzi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.